Lunchtime Live on News Talk. Thanks to Video Doc. See a GP online anytime for prescriptions and sick notes. Download the Video Doc app. Videodoc.ie. This is Kira, and this is a Lunchtime Live podcast from News Talk. If you like what you hear, don't forget that you can subscribe via the app or on iTunes and make sure to check us out at newstalk.com forward slash lunchtime live. Thanks for listening. My next guest is author and mum Claire Allen, who wrote recently on social media about her struggles with first time motherhood. And I was very interested in that because I wrote my own column uh, this week about my experience of first time motherhood. My my eldest turned 19 on Sunday. Happy birthday, Oshin. Um, And I remember that bomb going off in my life and being kind of shell shocked for a very long period of time after that, but sort of being afraid to admit it uh, because I, I didn't think it was OK to say that, to say that in some way I was struggling with the concept of being a mother and parenting and even the bonding issue. And people don't necessarily say that. And the amount of people who've contacted me in case you think this is a uh, an unusual thing. Hundreds of people have been on uh, through texts and through uh, social media saying I, I had that experience and I never told anyone. I never told anyone I struggled and I questioned myself and I questioned if I was a good mother and all that sort of stuff. Um, so I think it's a very real thing that women are not saying. And I always think that if there's something out there that's not being said, but you're all feeling we should talk about it. And Claire joins me now. Claire, will you tell me to start off with, because you wrote a very honest thread on, on, on uh, Twitter about your experience. Tell me, tell me, bring me back to, to 15 years ago when you became a mum. How was that for you? Um, well, I, I can relate to a lot of what um, you, you've just said there. It was 15 uh, years ago, my first child, much wanted, planned uh, for a baby. This wasn't a, a difficult pregnancy. It was something that, that we really, really wanted. And um, uh, I ended up with you know, a 26-hour labour and this baby handed to handed to me. And I, I think I was expecting, as as we all do, because we're told in books and on TV and whatever else, when, when your baby's handed to you, you forget all the pain, you forget all the labour, um, and you fall immediately madly in love. And um, I think I remember the baby being handed to me and me thinking, grand, right, I have this yeah. baby now. What, what, what do I do? I know I have to protect him. I know I knew that he was mine and that I suppose I loved him because he was mine, but I didn't spin, you know, the lightning bolts. No. And I felt I was so tired and sore and I think in shock from the reality of what labour had been. And I had been, you know, one of these people that was very well prepared, spent months on baby boards, talking to people about their labour experiences, had the birth plan, was convinced I would be grand, you know, just get through it because wasn't I getting a lovely baby at the end? And you used the word like this bomb going off and this feeling of being completely shocked. That was it. And funny, it was about three or four hours after he was he was born and we were back on the ward and I was asleep and I remember hearing this like baby crying and thinking, God, I wish somebody would, you know, get up and see that that, that poor baby cry. And then, you know, the realisation, that's my baby. Yeah, I have to get up. I have to deal with him. I've just laboured for 26 hours. I'm exhausted. Oh, my God. What do I do now? I I think that's a really honest <laughs> description of, of what it is when you you first have a child. I remember yeah. even being in labour and them saying, the baby, oh, this baby's going to be here now at lunchtime. And this was early on in the morning. And I remember yeah. thinking it was my first and kind of going, 
baby what baby I, I, I'd gotten my head around being pregnant but the motherhood yeah. thing I, I, I had no real concept of what it was to bring home and it was for me also it was my first child I, I went on and had three more so I yeah. had four kids and they were much easier because weirdly because I'd done it already I then knew I could do it but on exactly. him I'd never done it before and I didn't really believe I could do it and, and I was totally out of my depth yeah, I, um, I, I can relate to that. I have one other child and her ex- my experience with her was completely different because I knew what to expect. And I knew, yes, we were going to have sleepless nights, but I knew they didn't last forever. I knew that I could cope with whatever, um, you know, being a new mum threw at me. And, and I was ready for it. And it was a very positive experience. But with regard to him, it be- I became almost... Um, robotic nearly I knew exactly what I should be doing so I did it but there was no sense of um, you know really really wanting to care for him I wanted everybody to think I was coping because you know I was a career woman I was very independent I was used to getting on and just doing things and for me to sort of lose that bit of well sure Claire copes with everything identity as a new mum was very hard to admit to I think there's something in this, Claire, because a lot of people who have actually messaged me this week after what I wrote were yeah. were people who were doctors, female doctors. And, and, and I, I have lots of friends who were. But but is there something do you think it's the new one? It's a challenge. You don't know, you can't get your head around it. You're kind of you're kind of shocked. You, you, you don't want that. But also you've had some other area of your life where you've been in control, where you've been on top of things, where you were comfortable. You were in your comfort zone, yeah. functioning at a high level. And now you're back at sea entirely and you don't know how to cope with that because that's not where your normal has been. Yeah, I know that was that was the case for me and I know I, w- I would put my hands up and say that I am a bit of a control freak and my life has always been planned and I always did things, you know, in, in and I put this in there to come, it's very much the correct order, you know, I, yeah. I went and I, and I did my study and I got my job and we got married and we planned our baby and everything was grand and I just assumed that this baby would fit into our lives and of course I'd read all those baby books that said, you make the baby fit into your life, you don't, uh-huh. you know, plan your life around the baby oh my goodness no you, no you let the baby has to sort of rule the roost at at the start i think and you have to get to know this human being that is going to be a part of your life and how 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 can you suddenly know you know you wouldn't meet somebody in the street and all of a sudden think that you know how to deal with them and, and what their needs are and, and how to look after them it's the same with the baby it's like this whole new creature oh, uh, but you are it, 100% responsible for them it completely is I know when I was writing the article that I wrote um, I, I kind of wondered at the wisdom of writing it because I, I you know I yeah. was sort of basically saying I struggled very badly and that the bonding wasn't in, instant mm-hmm. and saying that feels like something like a betrayal of your love for your child for one yeah. thing it also feels like an admission of failure as a mum and as a woman I yeah. think as another thing and I I realised that until I wrote this and bear in mind that the kid's nearly 20 years of age I'd never said it before yeah. and I went what is what is inhibiting me from saying this that even as I write these words I'm nervous about saying it yeah. and people kept messaging me and going this is really brave you've said something so brave and honest but also people 
kept messaging me and saying, I felt this too and I've also never said it. I wouldn't really like to say it. it wh- why are we scared to say, just as, never mind as women, but as humans, that Jesus, it isn't always easy and, we're, and it doesn't always go like plain sailing and sometimes we struggle. And, you know, one of the things I remember as a GP was mums would say sort of stuff like this to me. They would say that they were mm-hmm. struggling with the bonding and they, they felt gutted about it. I just think it's heightened anxiety. You're you're so anxious. You're you're out the door with anxiety yeah. about this new baby that all your worst fears are in your head. Like, what if I don't love them? What if I don't this them? What if I don't know that them? And, Absolutely. and, and I've actually seen really extreme cases of that. And I, I'm glad to say I wasn't one of them because the mums were devastated who went through this, where mums were mums who adored the bones of those little babies they had at home and would do anything for them used to worry unduly that they were going to harm them. They used to worry about harming their own babies that they were never going to harm. And it was like their mind playing the worst kind of anxiety trick on them. And they couldn't tell anyone because it was a great shame in it. And and, and there's something in all this, Claire, and I don't really know what it is. I think that word shame is a very, very powerful word. And I know you said you're looking at it on a human level, but I think it's something that particularly for women in women in this country um, in which motherhood is such a revered role and such a thing that, you know, we're all sort of, from we were tiny little girls ourselves and we're handed our first dolls to play with, we're sort of told, this is this is your role in life. This is what you're going to do. And sure, you'll be grand. And look, you know, your mum is done it. And she's finding your granny and your sister. Yeah. And and there's this thing you hear it all the time. Sure, it'll come naturally to you, and mm. it doesn't come naturally to everybody. And to admit that is this shame of going, I am, I am wrong. I am a little bit broken. Yeah. And then, of course, when your hormones are going crazy, and I know it was the case for me when hormones and all these anxieties and everything going crazy, you're afraid to say, I'm not coping. Because at the end of the day, you're terrified somebody is going to come and take this child away from you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, even if that's quite quite an irrational fear, given that you're caring for your child, it is that fear there that somebody is going to go, yeah, you know what, you're not really good at this and I am taking your child. Yeah. And that's, you know, do, do you know a nightmare. I, I mentioned it to my producers this morning when we decided we were going to talk about this and I was saying that when I was still a new mum, he was four and a half months old. I was about, it was a Sunday afternoon, I'd been watching telly and he'd been upstairs and I heard him, he'd woken from a nap and I went up to get him because he'd been mm-hmm. crying and I was carrying him down the stairs and I, and I tripped on about the fourth bottom step and I fell down those stairs with him and I actually thought he had died and, and I, I, when I say those words, the fear of God still goes into my chest at the absolute yeah. terror I experienced. But but you know what also went through my head? This, and I, and I wonder about this too, I went, I knew it was too good to be true. It was like I didn't believe I deserved the happiness or something. Yeah. I don't know what it was, but there was something there, something oh complex. God, I can relate, yeah. Do you know I, what I mean? I, I can relate. Uh-huh. And, you know, I remember thinking, you, it was like waiting for something to go wrong. Yeah. And every day that you got through, you went, right, well, it wasn't today. Yeah. But what if it's tomorrow? Yeah. Um. And it, it it becomes really quite distorted. And then, you know, you're constantly blaming yourself. Yeah. If your child is sick, is it is it because um, I think maybe you also, didn't breastfeed or whatever? So everything comes back to mum. Are, are you also trying to protect yourself because the, the, the momentousness of this love is so big that you're absolutely vulnerable to it and you've never been in such a position before and you're terrified? Yeah, I, I think... For me, because I, I would say this, and you know, my husband sometimes rolls his eyes. My children are the love of my life. Mm. I've never felt um, a love and a bond 
for anybody, anything, not even my husband, God love him, as I do for my children. And it is that, you mentioned it in your column, that fierceness that... Oh, it's fierce, all right. ...anything to protect you. And it is, to feel something that strongly, that deep, it is, is terrifying. Mm. It's wonderful when when the love actually kicks in. Yeah. But, oh my God, it's scary too. Um, look, stay with me, Claire, because I, I, I think what you're saying is so honest and so real. And, and, and Claire Allen, author and, and indeed mother, is on talking about the struggle of motherhood. And the struggle is real, let me tell you, if you haven't gone through it, it totally is. Uh, just worth mentioning that, that uh, The Apple of My Eye has just been released. It is a crime fiction book, but it is also about motherhood. And that's very interesting. And Forget Me Not is out in about three months, another book of Claire's. Um, but just stay with me because loads of people are getting involved, as you might imagine, Claire. Somebody says, I'm listening to Claire Allen on Lunchtime Live as honest and down to earth as always. Isn't it sad the way we constantly doubt ourselves, but also put a brave face on it? And that's hashtag mothers and babies. Yeah, the, we, the way we, we can't admit the struggle and we have to try and pretend that we're doing better than we are, which I think it's like when people say they have some kind of mental health issue. They say the hiding of it is worse than the actual thing. I think this is probably true, too. Um, one of our uh, listeners is on the line. Emma, uh, Emma, you you remember being a new mum and you said it was an absolute shock. Hi there. Yeah, I remember it. It was eight years ago now. My oldest child is eight. And um, yeah, it was like, it was just incredible. It was like somebody had thrown a grenade into my life. Yeah. You know, I'd had this great career. I was, you know, in an office with lots of young people every day chatting and working. And the next thing I was at home in a house on my own with rather fussy newborn um, with absolutely nothing to do. I didn't really know anyone in my area because I'd been kind of travelling to work. And so it was just, I had to actually reinvent my whole life. Yeah. It, was just, it was just so difficult. I mean, not even bonding. I wouldn't even go there with the bonding. It's like, I didn't even have time to think of that. It was just like, what am I going to, what am I going to do every day? You know, this is just yeah. incredible. And um, like uh, what I found was that after a time, I started going to mum and baby groups that I'd vowed I'd never go to those. But of course, I went to everyone that was on because I, I needed You needed a company, yeah. And um, I found that it was, there, was, there was no, nobody seemed to feel the same. I, I didn't hear anybody else saying it. So but after a few weeks, mm. I just said, right, I'm just going to say this. I don't care. I actually don't care. So I just came out and said, this is just dreadful. And I found that a lot of people opened up when I was actually honest myself. And they said, actually, you know, trying to make the mashed broccoli and get it down his throat is not actually that much fun, you know? Yeah. People are honest. You're honest with them. I think you were actually lucky, though, because when, as I say, because I wrote this piece, people have been talking to me all week and people have said to me that they went to mothering baby groups and they said, do you struggle? Do you find it difficult? Because I'm struggling. And that in a lot of groups they were met with, no, no, no. And they said that looking back now, they think some of those people were lying. But I remember that too. I remember talking to people and any time I brought up the difficulties that I was experiencing, whoever I was bringing it up to were like, oh God, no, that's just you, <laughs> more or less. No, and then you start to think yeah. it is just you. But of course now with a bit of age and a bit of wisdom about me, of course I know it's not just me. But, but when you're young and you're struggling, and you, you, you're you new to it you kind of do think it's just you I think you do but I, yeah I mean maybe I'm not saying that there aren't mums who find this really easy I think they are out there you know and hats off to them you know uh, yeah. they're incredible but I think there are a lot of mums who are more in my in my situation and your situation like if you have a career sorry I'm in the wind that's okay don't worry don't worry Um you know, there are there are a lot of mums like that too, but I, I don't know why, I don't know why we can't just be honest with mums and say, you know, we're honest about childbirth, honest enough, you know, everyone knows. We're getting there. But getting there, but you're, there's no honesty, it's like, 
right, but the childbirth is kind of neither here nor there. That's yeah. nearly, you know, phased into the background once it comes to actually keeping the baby alive, yeah. you know? Yeah, look, the line is bad, but look, thank you so much for speaking to me. That is uh, Emma, uh, one of our listeners there. Some says, Kira, I had my first baby after eight years of infertility treatment, so felt an extra pressure to be, oh God, lovely, I feel bad at even starting reading this, completely delighted with my new arrival. I can honestly say the first eight weeks were horrendous. This was largely due to the pressure I felt to breastfeed. My supply wasn't great, even the lactation nurse told me that. But I felt I had to keep going. I actually felt that if I gave her a bottle, I was giving her poison. Everything eased when I finally started mixing breastfeeding and formula. I went on to have another baby and made sure that everything suited me and the baby the second time around. Motherhood is hard enough first time around, but the pressure to be perfect is very hard. And also, I would suggest very real and there's loads of texts coming in from people who said that they felt like a failure because they had a cesarean I, I've never understood why that would make you feel like it but it's clearly the case that women do and certainly the breastfeeding thing seems to undermine mothers who feel that they're not good enough now because they're not doing this we just seem to think that we're this this paragon of, of perfect motherhood seems to you know the, the perfection undermines the good I, I don't know what it is someone says hi care. let's be honest it's a total nightmare and you don't fall in love with the baby as soon as you see it jeepers I was all over the place for months and I definitely grew to adore the baby as the months went on and it is brilliant though but it wasn't instant I think we need to knock them I think it is instant in some cases and that's wonderful but it isn't in all cases and it doesn't mean you don't love your child and it doesn't mean you won't love your child and it doesn't mean you're a bad mum. But I, I think this is a tough old road for people. Jerry is on the line from Monaghan. Jerry, you're a stay-at-home dad. Did you struggle in the beginning? Is, is, is it universal men and women struggle with this stuff? Oh, you see, this, this, this was my first time ever handling a small child and yeah. I hadn't got a notion. <laughs> my wife's very good because she was answering small, so... I could hand this little bundle, a few pounds, and he's sitting looking up at me and looking at him and says, what do I do? And he's looking at me and says, well, uh, here we go, time for the crack. <laughs> but they uh, just saying there, I was, I was texting into you, first week I lost half a stone, pure panic. Really? The stress oh, of it? Stress of it, just pure panic, not knowing what to do or how to handle them at all. And uh, the wife had a great crack laugh at me, just like, no, but sure. Took a while for me to get on my feet, and then next thing you know, she was way back to work after six months, and then I was left home with three fella, and... Again, there's him sitting in his rocking chair looking up at me going, I'm going to have a crack with you, daddy. <laughs> but, um, were, oh, no. Were I you got, afraid? Because I think I was afraid, Jerry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so was I. I, I, I picked him up. He said, I'm a strong man. I was afraid I picked up in case I broke a rib or yeah. leading us to change his wee clothes and change, even change his nappies and put them on upside down and put them back to the front. Yeah. Then he was up the right way. But got there in the end. But then the second one came around, I was an old hand on us. Yeah. But uh, just one thing I'd say about the, about the children stuff like out there. I took the first one to a few parents' groups and I walked in and I tell you, the women all told her and looked at me as if I had two heads. Really? Honest to God. Were you yeah, kind of excluded a little bit? I was just sitting there on my Todd and the, 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 the wee fella, he loved to play around, like, you know, and I could hear my name being mentioned. I don't know who it was, but they wouldn't yet, you know, but to bring him to a, a men's shed, I would have. Yeah. It would have been far better, like so. I wonder, would you have been welcome in a men's shed? I can't really imagine you wouldn't. Men's sheds are very welcoming places and men are dads too. Yeah, oh well, I wouldn't have brought a baby in around about tools and bits and pieces now, but I'm saying that now with the second lad, I let him throw around knives, no excuse them, you know, and not going to do any harm, like, yeah, yeah. to themselves, but, um, no, it's, it's not easy, you know, I, mean, some, I know a lot of dads too are exactly the same, like, I used to be a soldier, used to be in the army, I went through some stressful situations, but, a newborn baby, especially the first time, it's first yeah. shock. Absolutely. And, and yeah. that's a universal thing. And thank you for that indeed, Jerry. Lo- no problem. Thank you, Kira. Thank you. Thank you for talking to us. Loads of people getting involved. Some, Connor says, Kira, 
myself and herself are beginning the talk about planning for kids between this and parenting on Moncrief is aren't selling the idea to us look I love my four children like you wouldn't believe I you know I'm like fierce in the love for them it's it's primitive the love for them I I said it in the piece I wrote I'd kill for them I really believe that I would physically stand in front of a lion for them or, or anybody who was going to harm them and, and be like a like possessed trying to protect them but all I'm saying is the beginning is like swimming upstream through treacle it is incredibly hard and no one tells you the truth about it someone says hi Kira. I always remember after the birth of my son 14 years ago when my partner went back to work looking out the window at him go and then looking at the baby on the bed and thinking how the hell am I going to keep him alive until my partner gets home I had that exact thought I was terrified I also wanted to get straight back to I also wanted to get straight back to work happily things worked out but to all new mums keep going you're doing great yeah I think mums sometimes run back to work because they're so absolutely terrified and maybe last one on this this is from the autistic doctor on uh, Twitter she says Kira, I'm in tears listening to this the fall the fear knowing it was too good to be true that is powerful baby what baby another one here grand being pregnant but I hadn't really connected with the end result this is a great conversation to be having I actually think it's an important conversation because I don't think that uh, that people talk about the fear and the the believing you're not good enough the believing you're you're not you're just not cut out for it you're not the natural earth mother and I I tell you if I can do it anyone can do it to be honest let's take a short break Uh, massive reaction to this and indeed to animal rights Uh, stay with me